Today is Wednesday, April 27th. The title for our devotional is A Mixed History. As I reflect on the centrality of service for the follower of Jesus and their, our personal development in Christ, I'm reminded of the history of the church and the mixed bag that we've seen there. For the first 300 years of church history, the church had no power to speak of and yet seemed to thrive. In a letter to Emperor Trajan, Pliny the Younger, governor of Bithynia, writes, The contagion of the superstition, he's referring to Christianity here, has spread not only in the cities, but in the villages and rural districts as well. Christianity was growing so fast, he wrote a letter to Trajan to decide what to do with it. The Christians were persecuted brutally, most notably under Nero, who blamed the fire of Rome on a, quote, class that was hated for their abominations. Tacitus, after saying that, goes on to describe the persecution that the church experienced. Besides being put to death, they were made to serve as objects of amusement. They were clad in the hides of beasts and torn to death by dogs. Others were crucified. Others were set on fire to serve to illuminate the night when daylight failed. Despite all this, the Christians never fought back. They never sought to mobilize and take up arms against their persecutors. Tim Keller, in summarizing the work of Larry Hurtado, says this was a feature of the early church and part of the reason that it expanded. Instead, the Christians followed the example of Jesus and the teaching, and the example even, of the apostles. 1 Peter 2, 20-25 says, But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So that was the first 300 years of church history. And on the other side of the equation, the church throughout history often cozied up to emperors and attempted to bring about the kingdom, not by service in the way of Jesus that he modeled, that his and taught, and that his apostles taught and modeled, but through acquisition of power and force. Constantine's vision of the cross with the words, by this conquer, is a good example of this. He took that to mean Christ would help him win his wars, and especially his immediate battle at the Milvian Bridge. It doesn't sound very much like the words of the suffering Savior, Jesus, in Scripture. The Crusades and colonization efforts towards Native Americans and Africans in the New World and in the East towards the people of India are examples of this gone bad as well. This is what led Gandhi to say, I like your Christ and do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Seven Mountain Dominionism is another example of this gone wrong today. The basic idea of this theology or or view of how the church should impact culture is once that Christians have reached a high degree of influence in the most influential domains in our culture, that's politics, entertainment, education, etc. There are seven of those mountains. The kingdom of God will then be advanced in our nation. In fact, this is the primary vehicle in in that theology by which the kingdom of God will be advanced. These examples could be multiplied, as we see them often pop up throughout the history of the church. Let's not repeat the same mistakes today that history warns us about, and Jesus' way calls us 
to live. Let's remember the kingdom of God is not advanced through the acquisition of power and force, but through humble service, laying one's life down for love of Christ and love of others. This, we trust, is not just the most effective way for the kingdom to advance, but part of the fullness of life that Jesus offers us. For reflection time today, it is so easy to be tempted by the ease and the seeming efficient manner of advancing the kingdom by acquiring power. This requires less sacrifice and difficulty on our part for sure, but it is not the way of Jesus. As we near the midterm elections and in a few short years, another presidential election, reflect on your sense of how the kingdom of God is advanced. Reflect on some of the culture wars regarding Christians' rights in the public square. Is your interest in these matters rooted in a false picture of the way in which the kingdom of God truly spreads? Or is it rooted in an unhealthy desire to avoid the difficulty and the difficult work of advancing the kingdom of God through humble service that may lead to suffering? Only you will know the answers to these questions, for they are matters of the heart. So, all the more important that we reflect on these.